This is a podcast from SPH Radio. Welcome to Much Ado About Sports, where we explore the roles of industry experts in the APAC region and how their respective organizations are adapting to the market. In Tales of the 6-5, we'll chat with Singaporeans who are shaking up the sports industry. All this while debating current issues in sport. Much Ado About Sports with Adrian Abraham. You're listening to the Much Ado About Sports podcast with me, Adrian Abraham. And joining me today, I've got Suresh Lechmanin who's the Managing Director for Borussia Dortmund in Asia-Pacific, making his second appearance on the podcast. Suresh, always a pleasure speaking with you. How are you doing? Many thanks, Adrian, for having me on the show again. Yeah, brilliant. It's been great. Nice to be back again. Now, Borussia Dortmund may have halted plans to visit Asia this year because of the COVID-19 pandemic, but the club were still able to reach out to their fans in the region. Now, BVB virtually toured Asia becoming the first team to virtually, you know, hold a preseason tour ever, and that too in Asia as well, making stops in Singapore, Shanghai, and Tokyo. Now, from the prep to the experience, what was the most interesting aspect of the journey? It has been a very eventful week in regards to the to, to the virtual Asia tour, I must say, and uh, we have enjoyed every moment of it. Of course, it's not the same as having the physical tour and, with the players being around and, you know, having a lot of engagement with our fans on ground, with our partners, with the media especially as well. But this, again, is however special, right? I mean, it's a first ever virtual tour. It's never been done before. We have been extremely thrilled and proud to have executed this tour in three different markets we are all very familiar with. And these three markets we have also played physically in, in these three countries in the last four years. Um, so to relieve or relift these moments or and sort of bring back those memories are quite important. What I really enjoyed about the virtual tour was it uh, was that it made it in such a way that we are actually touring in Asia, right? So you could see the stories are developing online and having the players engaging in cultural exchanges, doing different kinds of engagements uh, with our fans. And yeah, and then most importantly, relieving the, the past Asia tours. Yeah, and I can speak from experience because I had actually joined both the press conferences first held by the international director and with you for all the media here in Asia. And then the next one with Thomas Delaney and Sebastian Kale, which was really interesting because it is virtual, yes, but it almost feels like you're there in the room. It just shows how far technology has come because you still have that same sort of experience asking the players the questions you're seen by them. And it was quite an incredible experience, to say the least, because I don't think a lot of people or a lot of clubs out there have really done this to reach out to their fans and the sort of media as Borussia Dortmund have on this tour. Yep, um, agreed. And I think, uh, Adrian, what's important as well is, um, I mean, you've had the access with, with first with our international department and our international communications lead. And then at the same time, you had Sebastian Kell and Thomas Delaney at the same time. And it, yeah, it, it felt that as if that we were actually having a game here in Asia and uh, for the media to then engage with questions that you probably would ask in an actual live press conference. So technically, it was made possible because we have the technology these days, which is 
vastly important for us to connect into the different uh, time zones and also to the different markets and countries as well. So it was really, I felt really special. Um, I think we just had a, a sort of a tour recap with the team and everyone felt they have achieved something which was never been done before. And again, we are hoping that we could do something like this again in the possible future. Yeah, and now some very interesting video content that was put out during this preseason tour. And I'll focus on the two Singaporean aspects. Firstly, the three different skill challenges with Lion City Sailors, which was quite competitive, actually. And what sort of reaction did you get from putting out that video? Because A, it was locally pleasing. You really, you know, catered to the fans out here. And B, it was just a fun watch because they were really competitive. Yeah, I mean... The objective was localizing content. And for the players, it was something very different, I would say, for both sets of the players. I mean, if you look at the guys in from Lion City Sailors, we were on ground to uh, see exactly how they performed. Uh, we were looking to create some synergies, obviously, with a Singapore club by actually having a friendly competition. And together with our apparel partner, Puma, who made it possible for us, we came up with a, the idea of a couple of skill challenges with the Lion City Sailors, who were also sponsored by Puma. So the reaction from both sets of players were extremely positive. They were passionate in executing their drills. Uh, and both teams, as you can see, wanted to win. I mean, I thought the Singapore players did really well. They tried in the blistering heat. And I think at the same time, the Dortmund players were also trying to... And look, it's a level playing field, right? Everybody wants to test their ability and show that they could outdo each other. It's not a 11 v 11. It's your ability against my ability. So I think that was very competitive in that sense. The Lion City Sailors were actually very close in winning the competition. But the Dortmund guys were like, no, no, we cannot. We have to show that we are a bigger club or we are, you know, obviously have the better quality. So you could see a little bit of banter in that sense internally as well. But I think the overall feedback from the local fans, Puma, the media was very well received. And uh, we will definitely engage in similar challenges in the future. Yeah, not to mention the videos featured the summer signing Jude Bellingham, the boy wonder, alongside another wonder kid, Gio Reyna. And it just shows that these kids at that age, what they're able to do, and I'm sure their market value has significantly you know, soared over the past few months. Now, the second aspect of this whole tour that I want to talk about is the mascot, Emma. You know, she explored the sights and sounds of Singapore in a partnership with Opel. But due to the pandemic, obviously, the players couldn't be here. But it felt like their presence was felt. You know, it was almost like they were living through her. How important was it to establish that connection? Opel is one of our key partners for the club and one of our champion partners. And it has its presence in Asia and it's particularly in Singapore. And it was important for a club like us to also grow the visibility in tandem with Opel and to show the rest of Asia the association of BBB and Opel. We have done a regular engagement and activation with our partnership uh, whenever we go on tour on ground. So this, again, is something very, very unique in that sense. When it last few years, when we were in Asia, there's always a, an Opel car or an Opel engagement. We send a couple of our players to the showroom. We've uh, done test drives. We have a fan session with the players, but all in the vicinity of Opel. This was actually very much an engagement with Opel. And we did the same whenever we go on tour. And this time we did it in a different way. So there was actually a story, to go back to the question regarding Emma, there was actually a story or a trail regarding our mascot Emma's tour to Asia. Because if we are probably trying to put a, a nice summary together in the next couple of days. But she actually left Germany with our first team who was training. 
and they were all dressed in the BBB virtual Asia tour outfit and uh, bidding Emma goodbye and say good luck and enjoy your tour in Asia. And so there was a small gathering with the first team players. Then arriving in Shanghai, she was welcomed by our colleagues in Shanghai, did a few more engagements with the fans. And again, taking into consideration that obviously the situation in China is a little bit more different from the rest of the world. So there were a little bit more of a physical or on-ground activities with Emma. And thereafter, ending up in Singapore, where we took a nice opportunity to embrace Emma and have her representing the team here in Asia, showcasing Singapore's cultural heritage, the colors, and most importantly, exploring the wonderful culinary cuisines that the world often speaks fondly of when tourists visit Singapore. So this is something really to capture what Singapore can showcase when the team is traveling, hopefully back in Singapore in the possible future, and ending up in Tokyo before then departing back to Germany. So that was the whole trail, the whole story of Emma's visit in view of the Virtual Asia Tour. It's quite an interesting narrative because I don't think that people were exactly expecting that, you know, going from Germany and making all these stops just like the whole tour was going on while the team was still back playing their preseason. Now, Suresh, the last time Borussia Dortmund came to Singapore was in 2015, but only to train before they went across the causeway to play against Johor. What were some of the memories that you can recall from that tour here in the Republic? Wow, those were really special times indeed, I must say. Uh, I still get goosebumps just thinking of it and reminiscing those good memories. Uh, It was the first trip to Asia for most of uh, the players. And you were talking about big name players like Obama Young, Gunduan, Shinji Kagawa, Marco Royce, Hendrik Mikitarian, Mats Hummels, and also the current PSG coach Thomas Tuchel, who was uh, managing the team then. So we had many activities and uh, we collected many impressions, such as fruit tasting sessions and sharing sessions with the students from Nanyang Polytechnic, a meet and greet session, as I mentioned previously, in Opel. We had a lion dance session at our Evonik office to welcome our senior management uh, to the office. It was a somewhat a grand opening of the office here in Singapore. There was an open training session in the heart of Geelang Stadium. Uh, that was a massive culture shock for our players, I must say, in an area very well known for its red-like district. So this was very much a, a very strange a session that they were playing in a field, in a very uh, in a surrounding that they are not familiar with. But it, it just shows how Singapore is with its different cultural presence. And then there was the dinner and the welcome party at the highest alfresco bar in Asia, One Altitude. And there was a tour around Marina Bay Sands and Gardens by the Bay. And the final evening was a nice boat trip around Boat Key and Collier Key with the bright neon lights of the CBD skyline. Those were indeed really, really good times. We could have had more done, but uh, we had to play a, a match against Johor. Hence, we did not have enough time to visit the other more popular places like Sentosa, Little India, Chinatown and Arab Street. But again, these uh, three, four missing places will be definitely in our agenda when the team visits Singapore next. Yeah, when you recall such great events, we look back on how incredible and beautiful life was before the pandemic. But now let's focus on what's next, because obviously these are unprecedented times. We don't know what's going to happen when fans will be able to come back to the stadiums. Well, maybe more in the rest of Europe than anywhere else. 
how do you see this next season playing out from a fan's point of view from Southeast Asia? What are you trying to do to, you know, build on this virtual Asia tour to give fans and maybe the media here as well, you know, a sort of up close and a personal action with players and the sort of atmosphere over there? Again, doing the virtual Asia tour obviously was a was a very nice uh, experience for all of us, and I think that was the closest that we managed to bring everyone, all our stakeholders together, fans, media partners, you know. And this is so important for us in a calendar year where we usually go on tour, and the season is starting, so we don't really have much time to uh, ponder about what other things that we need to do as far as football is concerned. And you know, it's. These are challenging times with the current pandemic. Um, and you've mentioned correctly that there won't be any fans uh, coming to the stadium for, for the time being. And always difficult when you watch a football game without fans. So we will be trying to do many other activities with our fans and particularly now embracing with technology and the digital world. We are looking into things like like more uh, watch parties and, and trying to engage with raffles and with giveaways and I mean, typically this has been done many times, but I mean, these are things that we could still continue to do. It may not be something that's innovative or creative in that sense to entice uh, the fans to look forward to something like that. But again, our BVB fans are really special. They are black and yellow in heart. So whenever we have or conduct some of these activities, we will have their support 100%. So I think these are things we could do immediately as soon as probably the matches were to start, knowing that there will be the the Classica that will be played in the first half of the season, the Rue Derby against Schalke, which is obviously one of the biggest matches uh, during the calendar year for us. So these are things that we probably will do. It's, again, very, very unprecedented. It's tough and challenging for not doing anything on ground. But at the moment, this is what we could do. I think our sportive department and international department are always finding ways to also support us whenever we have activities here. So, again, doing interviews, and we may and want to continue doing interviews regularly, be it with our legends, be it with our first-team players, like what we did with the roundtable activity, uh, launching the Virtual Asia Tour. I thought that was a very nice session where we engage uh, in detail with the uh, media, though that there were some limitations with questions, but I think we are a little bit more open for the next one, and hopefully we could do more of that so that we could get closer to fans and the media and, again, most importantly, our partners as well. Yeah, it was a virtual tour that was put together so well. I mean, congratulations. Now you guys have set the sort of benchmark, being the first club to do it as well. And you've set the bar quite high. And I'm sure, you know, it's only going to get better in the coming years or whenever this pandemic is going to end and when the team can actually come here for real. We'll be having this conversation again and it will be completely different. I must say that the mosques as well, they really match the new kit, you know, with the black and yellow and it's fantastic and um, really well done. Been a pleasure always speaking to you. Take care and uh, good luck for the season ahead. Thank you, Adrian. Thanks again for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure speaking about Dortmund to you. And yes, uh, we hope to, uh, as soon as the situation becomes clearer and some normality back in place, that we could uh, have the team back in Asia. Much Ado About Sports is a production of SPH Radio. It's hosted and produced by Adrian Abraham. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Podcast, and streaming on Google Home. Listen to more of our podcasts at sphradio slash podcast. And if you have feedback for us, send it to podcast at sph.com.sg.